Hey guys, we're here for episode 20 of the e-commerce opportunity where I'm joined by both Brett and Bob. How are you guys? Good, Chase. How are you? Hey, Chase. Doing well, thanks. It's unique. We have two people on today. I'm, I'm really excited to see how this goes. Uh, Brett and or Bob, do you guys want to start with kind of what you guys are working on? Yeah, I'm happy to. So I'll do a quick intro. Um, I'm the founder and CEO of Gatsby. We've been around for a few years in the Shopify ecosystem, but also we can work with any shopping cart. And uh, we make it really easy for brands to like large brands, like our, our largest enterprise brands out there, as well as emerging growing brands to automate their influencer marketing, um, make it really easy to scale a micro influencer approach, which gets you better ROI, higher engagement, all of that, but using automation and in particular using automation directly within Klaviyo or OmniSend or MailChimp or whatever they're using for email, we plug right in there and make those, those tools influencer marketing platforms, essentially. I love that. Bob, anything to add out there? Yeah, for sure. So I actually, uh, I recently teamed up with Brett just March 1st. I was, I was working over at a privy prior to that. And yeah, just to go off Brett, I think like the biggest, the biggest thing that, uh, was interesting to me, uh, moving over to Gatsby is just w- working with merchants over, over the years here. Like none of them typically know of their customer base who's influential, right? Like when it comes to influencer marketing, I feel like uh, usually people kind of go the traditional route and they kind of put it off till the end, right? Like I'm going to have a great site. I'm going to, you know, do paid ads, you know, build my email list, obviously being hugely important up front. And they kind of put off the influencer side of the funnel till much later on because there's so much manual work and like difficulties that go into that. And we've sort of our entire purpose has been to make it a lot easier to tap into your actual customer base, right? There's going to be someone that, you know, is absolutely loves the brand that even just has a thousand followers that could be potentially a great advocate, but you have no idea who they are. Um, so we can dive into the more tactical side later on and like how to actually tap into what you've already done in the database you've already built up. But um, overall, that's, that's why we exist. And that's what we're, we're trying to help with. That's awesome. And yeah, in, in a little bit, I definitely want to talk about like how people can use Gatsby or how people can leverage, you know, micro influencers or influencers. But Brett, I guess for you, since you started the company a couple of years ago, like what, what was the rationale behind starting this? Like what was the influencer landscape then? Why did you start this and kind of how do things look today versus how you envisioned? Yeah. So what it all came down to was I, I didn't sit down and, and just solve this problem in a silo. But rather, I saw some trends emerging. I thought there would be some interesting opportunities to make life easier for merchants. And number one, I saw that it's very easy now, relatively speaking, to create an e-commerce company. Tools like Shopify have just exploded. And now large enterprise brands, as well as my mom, are starting e-commerce companies, right? And that barrier to entry has, has decreased. And as a result, lots of people are now competing to acquire consumers. And the acquisition options that brands have at their disposal are typically Facebook ads and Google ads. Um, you, know, you listen to Kara Swisher on CNBC, you listen to anybody out there, you know, or you're in the world, you understand there's kind of a duopoly right now on, on the spigot approach. If you want to turn on customers, you have Google and Facebook, right? Advertising. And I thought there is this third channel that is sort of on the fringe emerging, and that is influencer marketing. But it was never able to become that that powerhouse spigot like those other two channels are. And I thought, how could I approach this differently? 
to create scale in this space. And that's how Gatsby was born, was thinking through that, that, uh, that problem. I and mean, it's crazy to think about how, um, and I'm sure listeners out there can relate to this, brands are doing so many things manually when it comes to influencer marketing, right? They're either waiting and fielding tons of inbound requests from people that are begging for free product and probably not going to deliver any value, or they're out there actively prospecting on Instagram, looking at hashtags, looking at D, uh, doing DMing, tracking that on Google spreadsheets, manually sending out free product. Again, probably not going to be getting a great conversion rate on those posts, Tra- checking Instagram every single day and seeing who's posting, writing down like counts, et cetera, reporting this to the, their executive team. It's pretty mind boggling that this is happening. And as a result, brands are, are forced to only work with, you know, 30, 50 influencers when they have this incredible low hanging fruit opportunity to tap into their actual consumers who have a degree of influence. What's, what's pretty impressive here is that, or what's pretty, I think, like eye-opening when brands understand Gatsby is they realize that when somebody like them, like a normal person who has maybe just a thousand followers, when they post about something, they have a level of trust and authenticity that you don't have if you're a much larger, more established influencer. So if you're able to tap into that smaller influencer, you get a higher engagement rate and a better trust factor. The problem has always been, how do you do that at scale? So just to kind of end this monologue, when you have hundreds or thousands of customers, there is a very good chance, this is to Bob's point, that a lot of them have that level of influence, right? That 1,000 follower range. They're just sitting there underutilized in your marketing strategy. So if you tap into them with Gatsby or you know look into their influence, that's a way to actually turn on that spigot, that acquisition channel at scale. Does that all make sense? Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, yeah, I, think- I would add, I would add in too, just uh, when it comes to micro influence, like the level of authenticity matters, right? And it's pretty. I think the market is getting more mature when you're on Instagram or, or TikTok or whatever, and you see someone talking about a product you then can go through their feed and see, wait, like this person's doing this all the time. It's clearly, you know, they're doing this for money and that's the incentive. And it's kind of like a celebrity for hire in that sense versus um, like Volcom, you know, they're a customer of ours. And, and for, you know, the average consumer who just has a few thousand followers, you know, Steve just bought a skateboard um, and just loves the brand in general. And every brand has loyal customers just that absolutely love them. Um, but they're not asking for posts and it's really difficult to do that because it's manual. So for folks that already love the brand, why not ask them to post content more likely than not, they're going to want to do it anyways, because they actually know the products are great. They're, they're, they're happy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and the level of authenticity is so much higher versus, uh, one of those celebrity for hires. Like, I mean, we were talking with a customer about like the bachelor, for example, right. Everyone loves the bachelor and the bachelorette. And, um, you know, when they do a post about a product, it's like, Oh, I, I just know up front, like they're doing that because they're getting paid to do that. Um, so the authenticity de- definitely matters there. Yeah. I love that. So can we talk about like the funnel or the workflow, right? So someone has, let's say Gatsby, or they have some kind of way of identifying who within their customer base is an influencer, then what, right? Like how do you bucket people into groups? How do you talk to people that maybe have one to X number of followers? people that have more than that followers, like, can we talk through kind of some of that workflow and that funnel, like how you guys see that being successful? Yeah, I could speak, I'll, I'll start there. And then I'm going to pass it to Bob, who, you know, is our resident expert on sort of walking people through the flow. Cause this is, 
this is his job and and he's uh you know obviously bob is great at this so let me just start though with where this all was born from and that was when i first started gatsby i you know made a lot of mistakes along the way and one of the mistakes i made was trying to compete for real estate on websites right like people have pop-up forms they have landing pages they have uh, other places where they collect customer data, like email address, phone number, birthday, preferences, right? And I started off Gatsby on building that own form. We are pioneering social capture, right? So instead of just capturing email address like you do in a Klaviyo form or a phone number like you might do in an intentive form, with Gatsby, we're pioneering this idea of collecting social handles. But rather than going and building our own form, uh, in 2020, we released a new version of our platform with a number of partnerships. So now you can actually ask for Instagram handle directly within whatever form you're already using. If you're using a Klaviyo form, using an attentive, using a just Uno form, it's a good partner of ours, um, a wise pops form, like anything you're doing right now to collect handles, pop-ups, landing pages, order confirmation pages are big. Um, that's an opportunity where, where Gatsby can fit in. And, and then from that point, give you a ton of insights and automation. And I'm going to kick it over to Bob here to kind of walk you through like how that funnel and flow works. But just a little background there was like, hey, we are now fully integrated with the, with the stack they're already using and make it really easy. Yeah, I would say the, the most successful scaling brands we see, there's a direct correlation between how fast they're growing and their emphasis on customer data. So for example, if you're just starting out, absolutely start with just the email address. But you could contrast that with if you go to like L'Oreal.com right now, they want you to take a full you know, quiz on what, you know, that you're answering multiple questions before you're actually getting like a 10% off coupon or something like that. Um, or if you go to like Adidas, they ask you like for five pieces of information sometimes before getting that incentive. Um, and we're pioneering social capture from a customer data standpoint and um, just some of the, the implications for the rest of the customer journey there. So how it works in the funnel is what our customers are doing is they're asking for social handle um, at different parts of the customer journey. It's always a, an open conversation as to where you actually do this. Um, for example, some, some of our customers love asking it in the welcome pop-up. Babelash asks, you know, phone number, handle, email and birthday, like four, four fields of information there up front. And that's sort of a preference on their end, um, where you can contrast this to the fashion Novas or, or the pair of thieves of the world, where they're actually specifically only asking for that handle post-purchase on the order confirmation page, or they'll have a landing page that they'll weave into their post-purchase email automation. Um, so they just want to make sure they're asking it after they've already uh, delighted the customer with the products that, that they've purchased. So always an open conversation there. When you capture the handle, customers of Gatsby are using us to provide insights. So just from the handle capture, we can provide um, all, this, all the relevant statistics around influence. So how many followers they have, how many people they're following, how many posts they've done. We do a scoring system as well, but we've created this data layer that our entire purpose is to make that data available wherever our customers need it. And I mean, Chase, you know, email marketing is like easily a third or more of everyone's like monthly revenue. So usually they start there and uh, we're seeing it used in SMS as well. Um, and from an email marketing perspective, you know, let's take Klaviyo, for example, if you're now able to trigger automation based off of how many followers someone has, um, or if they've mentioned you as well, so we'll actually tell Klaviyo, 
hey, this person literally just did a post about you, you can do some pretty cool automation there. And the first use case that all of our customers set up is when I capture a handle, if they're in a certain level of influence, let's say 1,000 to 10,000 followers, I want to automatically reach out to this person and incentivize them to post about my brand. Pair of Thieves and all these other companies, they don't have someone on their marketing team that's going to manually reach out to Emily with 1,500 followers. It's just not scalable. Um, and you know, if you're out there and you do have like someone that manages all of your influencers, that's awesome. That person can have a one-to-one relationship with the bigger, more popular influencers out there. But for the everyday consumer, it's just impossible to scale that. So they'll actually automatically reach out and incentivize that person to post about the brand. And then after they actually do that, you can then automatically give them the reward that you had promised them. Um, so just an automatic way to, to kind of create an army of, of micro-influencers. And yeah, we're talking about the lower end, you know, call it one to one to 10,000 followers, the, the everyday consumer. Yeah, this is, this is great. Couple of questions I have in terms of the, the emails being sent. Are they plain text emails from like a founder? Are they plain text emails from like a community or influencer manager? Are they nicely designed emails? Like what are you guys seeing working? Yeah, definitely the more personal approach. Plain text email um, from some, you know, from the founder, from someone that's managing the site, or, or maybe they're just managing social media. As long you know, make sure it's coming from a person. And if someone wants to reply to that email, great. It'll go straight to the inbox for whoever on that marketing team wants to like have those one-on-one conversations when they, they come up, but definitely plain text email personalized. Hey, I checked out, you know, your feed. We'd think you'd be a great content creator for us. And if you love our products, we'd love to have you. Um, you know, if you do a post, we'll give you X, Y, Z incentive. Um, and, and that's usually and what these do. are actually areas where, you know, boundless labs comes into play too, because working with agencies like you guys, this is a big area of, of opportunity for, for partners, right? Because they can now manage and test and iterate on different strategies around the messaging and the offers and the thresholds. And so it's a great opportunity for, for agencies too to work with us. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. A couple other questions I have. So when we talk about like influencers uh, with Gatsby today, are we talking specifically about Instagram? Is this you know, platform agnostic? Like, and what do you guys think like, is the platform you know, of, of the future that you guys are really going to focus on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right now we are Instagram focused. Um, we're going deeper on Instagram as we speak, but our next roadmap items when it comes to platforms uh, are TikTok and YouTube. Those are the top requests we have. So we are actively, you know, working on those as well. Yeah. I think to add on to that too, it depends on, on the type of customers that the merchant has. I was speaking to like this very large farmer supply company, like they're literally selling mulch and tools and all of that online. But uh, when we were discussing, they love the strategy, but all their customers are on, on YouTube. They're not on Instagram. Farmers are watching YouTube videos on, you know, how the mulch works. Right. Um, so it really, we are going deep on Instagram now because we think that more likely than not, that's going to be a good fit for growing e-commerce brands. But in terms of the, the platforms of the future, we definitely get requests all the time around TikTok um, and YouTube. And then maybe in the future, like something like Twitch, uh, it, the, the possibilities are endless there, but TikTok and YouTube for, for uh, next steps on that. That's awesome. Uh, this is maybe a tough question. I don't know how, exactly what the answer might be, but I'm going to throw that out there anyways. Do you think there's a, a world in the future where like as Gatsby collects more info and data and insights, 
um, just by someone's email that purchased from you, you guys could kind of reverse engineer. This is their username. These are their stats. And you guys could kind of reach out to people without actually having to collect their, their username. Does that make sense? Um, it's, it's, you know, I guess in a potential reality that is possible. Um, this has to do with how we decide uh, to leverage the insights. Cool. Okay. Yeah. F- f- fair enough. That was a hard question. So I appreciate you even <laughs> acknowledging it. Um, you, look, you guys have been, you guys have been fantastic. This has been great. Are there any questions that maybe I didn't ask or any insights that you guys want to kind of leave people with on thinking about an influencer program, thinking about, you know, incentives for influencers? Like, is there anything that stands out that you guys want to touch on before we go? One thing I'd emphasize first, I guess, is that it's never too late to start in influencer marketing. As I mentioned earlier, I feel like people kind of put it off because um, when you think about it, unless you're, you actually know like what the possibilities are out there, they always think that it has to be outbound. It has to be cold DMing, cold emailing. You're, you know, that person managing that now becomes basically a salesperson dealing with agents behind these macro influencers. And there's a much easier way to do it and less time consuming. And that's leveraging the actual customer that already knows you, already loves you, is already a big fan. Um, so I think that as we kind of spread the word about this strategy, people are catching on quick um, about that. And it's a lot it's a lot easier than, than folks think. I think to get started in influencer marketing, all you need to look at is, do I have customers? Do I have customers that love us? Do I have repeat customers, right? And that's where you can use uh, leverage us, or if you want to do it manually, you can, right? Putting Gatsby aside here, leverage those folks that already love you, as opposed to reaching out to a celebrity for hire, where, you know, it's kind of risky, might be inauthentic. Focus on folks that already know who you are. I love that. Yeah. And I'd actually add a couple of things as well. So one other thing I'd like to, you know, just to your last question too, before that was what I do well, we have heard from customers because there are other tools out there that they they claim they can or they provide you with some insights on social based upon email address. What we've heard from clients is they like the Gatsby approach of the opt-in better. And it's something that I personally like about our platform because when they go and do the outreach to that consumer, it's like transparent, right? The consumer knows they gave their handle to the brand. And while it may not be um, any sort of like, proprietary, you know, it's not like it's private um, to look on the web, but it's, you know, it's, it's like a nice way to start the relationship. It's like, Hey, you gave us your handle, you opted in. And as a result, the actual response rate on the emails is very high. The engagements are very high. We're seeing like 55% open rates on these outbound emails in Clavio. We're seeing when there are clicks and links in the emails, we're seeing two X higher than average um, clicks on links in these emails because these are the most highly engaged segment of your customers. They've chosen to engage with you on social media and give you their handle. So, you know, that's really what it's all about is having that level of transparency and trust. Um, so I, I think the approach that we have built is, is awesome. And then the other thing I'll mention too, to kind of piggyback on Bob's point is a lot of clients already have large email databases. They have a hundred thousand, they have a million emails in their database and they feel like there's this it's too late for us. We already have all these customers. We don't have handles. Why would I want to start now? And it's actually the reverse. Like they're in, they're sitting on a gold mine. And one of the, Bob's earlier points, like they have hundred thousand or whatever more customers. All they have to do is set up a landing page. So they're launching a new program, ask them to submit their, their Instagram handle and they'll bubble up a number of, 
of advocates and potential influencers that they can send automated outreach to and, and track. It's the best scenario. If you already have customers, you're sitting very pretty. Yeah, it's huge. Guys, thank you so much for the, the time and the insight. Um, is the website URL, is it just gatsby.ai or, or what's the URL? Yep, that is it. So Gatsby, like the book character, uh, .ai. Uh, and you can also reach us on there. We have a chat widget, a contact page. Happy to answer any questions. Awesome. And is this also something that someone can search like in the Shopify store and just find the app and download it that way as well? Yep, we have a, an app in the app store. Uh, we have actually 50 or so reviews now and every one of them is five stars. So very proud of that. And uh, yeah, any, either way, our website, app store. Fantastic. And then for someone that wants to connect with you guys, best place, email, social, what's the best place for someone to ask, you know, Bob or Brett a question? Yep. So you can email us, uh, hello, H-E-L-L-O at gatsby.ai. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being here and all the, all the insight. I really appreciate it. Thanks, appreciate it. All right, cheers. Thanks.